You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Hey everybody, welcome to the Screener Squad, and today I've got nothing but anger and contempt for my two cohorts with me today. Sarah Jane and Kim, say hello you two. So angry. We're so angry Uh as well. Maybe more angry. Hi. Today we're watching Netflix's Beef, which I didn't know was going to be a 10-part miniseries, but here we are. Um, And it's actually not that long. They're not like hour long episodes. They're basically traditional TV length. You know, if if the commercials were removed, hour long show. So it's pretty quick to watch. But it follows two characters, Danny and Amy. Uh, Amy is affluent and made her way and is about to sell her company to this big conglomerate. And Danny is a construction worker and he's just trying to get his parents back from Korea uh, so they can live uh, because there were some things that happened before the show starts where money is lost. It's partly Danny's fault and he's just trying to make things right. Um, But these two people cross paths with each other in a parking lot and just go on a road rage bender for a couple minutes and what could have been let go and just like, okay, thankfully nobody got hurt escalates one by one, depending on the side uh, into just terrible, awkward situations. And it's funny as hell. Like it's definitely a dark comedy and I think the casting's great. And I probably, I'm getting way ahead of myself, I guess, but what did you two think? Well, I thought this had a really strong opening. I didn't really ex- know what to expect going into the series. I try to not watch too many trailers. So I knew it was a road rage um, kind of kickoff for the, um, you know, story. 
but I didn't exactly know how far they were going to go with it. So it started off, like you said, with a very simple kind of car chase, kind of flipping each other off, low stakes-ish, but it really escalates to like several different serious felonies as the series goes along to the point where when you remember how this all started, it seems ridiculous. I really liked it. Uh, again, everybody was talking about it on Twitter, how saying how great it was. And I only came on the, uh, I thought I'm going to get on this review because I love Steven Yun. I, I mean, you know, love him. And so I'm down for anything that he's in. And But I thought there's no way the show is going to live up to this hype at all. And so I put it off watching it until almost the last minute, and then I binged everything all at once. So it was a lot. Speaking of Stephen Young and Ali Wong, they really um, showed their acting chops in this. I was really excited when I saw A24. You know, everyone knows the studio because of everything everywhere all at once and how that was directed in such a cinematic way with a smaller budget. I feel like the series did the same thing where there were a lot of cinematic shots. Every single secondary character in this show felt like they could have been a main character in a completely different show because of how strongly they were written. Those two specifically obviously did amazing in this show, but a lot of the ancillary uh, secondary characters really did good. Even the ones that were supposed to be terrible. like. Let me back up a bit. This to me felt like White Lotus just without all the white people. <laughs> and they're not exactly the same, but it's definitely the same. You, you get that like peek into what it's like being rich and oh, being rich is also just as miserable as being poor. Because I, I feel like White Lotus does a good job of showing the dichotomy between those two, uh, you know, basically rich and poor people, the workers versus the upper class. Even though he was the worst person as far as like you know, being a character in the real world, uh, Isaac, uh, Danny's cousin, like he's such an asshole and he does terrible things, but like, he also is so fucking funny in this Paul who's played by uh young Mazzino, who's Danny's brother in this, like he does a really good job. You know, uh, the husband, George, uh, Amy's husband, he does a really good job and he's like aloof and basically the only one in this show that out of all the people that made, quote unquote, mistakes or huge mistakes, his is by far the most like, OK, well, you fucked up, but, you know, we can forgive you. Uh, but basically, everybody else has like terrible secrets or does terrible things. <laughs> on the name of trying to get back. And it's so funny because the husband does the least moral, I guess you would say, crime, but he probably feels the worst out of all of them. He's just so mm -hmm. guilty throughout the whole show for such a minor thing. Meanwhile, his wife is over here doing full schemes and, you know, just actually committing felonies. And it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird because he's like so kind of pure and so he's really annoying at first. Like, he's almost like the bad guy, and you're you're not necessarily rooting for um, Danny and Amy, but, you know, he just comes across like, uh, stop, you know, with your platitudes and trying to get in your, you know, whatever, the calm circle. And so I was just like, what? But as the, episode, the show went on, I'm like, God, he's like the only actually good person in this show. 
you know. Yeah, and it's funny because with him, we get another layer of society because he was raised in the 1%. And Ali Wan's, Wan's character was poor and she, through hard work, raised herself to the upper class and then Danny's in the lower class. So I feel like we're seeing levels. And it's really funny to me that the richest person is also probably the most well-adjusted and happy because he didn't have any challenges in his life. As a cis white male, I appreciated that there were different complexities of Asian cultures. So there were some Chinese. uh, Amy's family was Korean. Or Sorry, Danny's family was Korean. George and his mother, Fumi, they were Japanese. Little cultural differences that were pointed out that I necessarily wouldn't have picked up. That also speaks to the fact that the show basically has like one white character in it, which I have no problem with. Uh, she is the richest person in the show. Oh, my God. When you said that, I was like, who was the white character? I could not remember one. <laughs> <laughs> there was one. Jordan is the character's name, and she's the one that owns this like basically like a Home Depot type store and amy's trying to sell her plants to be sold in this store and the story of beef too like around i think it's the fifth episode there's a break in time like the first five episodes are within like a week or two of each other and then i think it's like an eight month break and then we hop back into it i didn't really find that to be a problem uh with the narrative so to speak the show does a really good job of keeping the story moving again it's not these aren't hour long episodes They're They hover between 35 and 42 minutes. So nothing is really stagnant. Everything is always tense. And it's one of those shows where, oh, man, maybe things are going to get a little bit better. Oh, wait, no, things are worse. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that. They gave us that breather of a time jump. Um, I thought it was interesting jumping that far ahead because as a viewer, you're like, oh, they're they're definitely not still going to be. They're hating each other eight months in the future. And it's like, nope, nope. Grudges, some grudges never die. They definitely just still hate each other. And that was hilarious. I think there was uh, the most devastating part for me was uh, when George was talking about, because everybody was raised different, but he had like really strict parents. And even though he grew up rich because his father was like a famous artist, but they didn't really have a lot of money, but they pretended that they did but when he said his father died and the first thing I thought was you know did he die disappointed in me but he said no one told me any different and I was just like oh you know his whole life he just thinks that his dad thought he was nothing and so you know he's just trying to be the best dad and husband that he can for his family and so you know I was like fuck my wife is definitely more of the breadwinner in our family because I decided to be a filmmaker and she got a real job. So when it came time, when we had a kid, she had all the insurance, she had all the benefits and daycare is super dumb expensive. So I was the one, you know, especially when she, when she was younger, tasked with watching her, uh, which I didn't have a problem with. Like I could still work in the evenings and still get my stuff done. But it was, you know, because we made that sacrifice, I know my wife has gotten a couple of really good raises with her current job. So things tend to work out in the end, but you know, a a lot of people would see that as like, Oh, well that's the woman's job to raise the child. And I'm just, I'm just here ladies to tell you that 
I'm I'm fighting for men. Men have had it hard for too long. And I'm I'm glad we finally got representation in this movie. That's all I'm saying. It's about damn time. Uh, okay, so we obviously all like this. Is there anything that we didn't like, even if it's nitpicky? Uh, the ending. I'm the only way the ending will satisfy me is if we are getting a season two. But I feel like this could also be a, a one season show, kind of a a miniseries. I don't know if it you called it one, but I'm not sure. Is is it actually a miniseries? I, I'm not sure. Just it felt like it because it, it, it does leave it open where it could have a sequel. It feels like. But also, like, what would that second season be between the two of them? Like, they would have to have different antagonists, I guess, without spoiling too much. You know what I mean? I would yeah. love for maybe a team up situation. <laughs> I think there's just so much in this world with these characters that we could still explore um, Danny's church, he, we kind of, um, I feel like we didn't really have a resolution to that, what he was doing there. So I feel like in the second season, we could go back to that setting and he could, you know, maybe continue doing something in that location. You know, I'm really trying to tap dance around any specifics, but, um, anyone who's seen the series would know that Danny is doing something pretty cool at the church and I want to see how it wraps up. Well, and, and, and there's character threads, too, that were pulled like his ex from high school uh, still has a crush on him. And the husband of uh, the husband knows about it. And, you know, there there are little things that be, could be picked up, like Amy probably isn't going to have the greatest life after this last <laughs> episode. I think I was disappointed at the last episode at first until I realized what it was doing midway through. And I didn't like how it ended at first because I felt like it was like, ah, oh, that's uh, Chekhov's gun moment. Just kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess. But a little too late. But the very final end before it cuts to black and credits, like that was that was a nice moment. And uh, yeah, I think you're right, Kim. If there's not a season two, it kind of feels like it, that whole ending is for not, you know? Yeah. Cause they, they had basically like made up, not made up, but they, they came to peace with their beef before the final scene. Wikipedia calls it a mini series. So I'm fine with it ending the way it was. And I figured, um, at first I was like, wow, this is toward the end. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. I mean, come on. It just got absurd. And so, like you, I thought, do I like this? But then I guess uh, in the final scene, I thought, oh, my God, this is really emotional. And then I knew what was going to happen. I, I, you know, you, you could figure it out. Like, I think I said in episode three, you know, because my husband watched it with me. I said, oh, this is going to happen. And it did to me. So I'm fine if it just ends there. I mean, you know, they they don't, you know, they resolved everything and then that was it. So I'm fine. I, I don't need another season. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that's understandable. Um, now that I think about it, I think the whole last episode was probably the weakest one for me. If, if I just had to pick one weak episode because every other one stuck the landing pretty much. 
a lot of the episodes actually left on a satisfying cliffhanger, but it was only satisfying because I could immediately watch the next episode. So maybe that's why the last episode is leaving me wanting because the show trained me to to just expect to be satisfied quickly. The needle drops for the show were on point. Oh, uh, yeah. That was crazy and specific. So specific. So good. It might have been the second episode where the needle drop really rung the most for me. But all around a really good show. These actors obviously have the chops uh, and they're being directed very well. It's a believable story because uh, nepotism exists and so does just like the need to always want more. And when you have more, it's never enough. Um, And then being on the opposite spectrum of that, where you never had anything to begin with. So you're always struggling just to get to, you know, a level playing field with everybody else. Uh, It's, it's really good. It's probably going to be one of my top five shows of this year. Knowing Netflix, it probably won't do a second season unless it does really well because Netflix be Netflix and nine out of 10 piss soaked floors. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Um, I think I would be remiss in not mentioning the controversy about that's happening behind this show right now. Um, like what controversy? Well, David Cho as Isaac, um, the sketchy cousin, Uh-oh. had a show on Vice, I guess, where, I mean, these guys are all comedians and know each other from before. And he was saying things like he had raped, he, he had participated in rapey behavior. What? Specifically, I believe, of a black woman, like a masseuse. And so he's going around sending cease and desist orders, complaining of copyright infringement of people who post the videos of him saying this stuff. And so uh, at last I looked, no one related to the show, Netflix, Ali Wong, Stephen Young, any of the producers or showrunners will comment on it. And so um, I think that is casting a pall over the show, at least for me. I still think the show is great, but I think somebody should come out and address the things that he said. He, I believe, said that that show was fiction, um, but, you know, it just seems like it's somebody needs to address it and they're not. But besides that, uh, I thought the show was pretty great. I didn't catch it, uh, unfortunately, at South By because uh, I, I was assigned to other TV shows. But um, I thought Stephen Yeun was great. I had never seen Ali Wong before. She was great. Um, I was excited to see Maria Bello's name. And I'm sorry she wasn't in it more. But, you know, this story's not about her. So, you know, but it's always great to see her. Um, I thought the direction uh, was interesting and great. Um, I grew up in Southern California, so it was nice to, um, you know, see parts of it, especially parts of it that I didn't see because I didn't grow up rich. But um, anyway, so let me just uh, let's see. I did not. I forgot to get myself a witty bon mot there. I'm going to give it eight out of ten round giant rooms with crowns. All right. Well, I've already kind of talked about how I love the um, supporting characters in this movie, especially. um, So 
Ali Wong's character, Amy, has her husband, and there's such a great counterbalance to each other. He's soft and sensitive and supportive and kind, and she has just this, like, rough roughness in her that she keeps just under the surface waiting to like burst out and explode and they just are a really good pair same thing with Steven Yeun's character Danny and his brother Danny's brother is young and he's aloof and he still has a little bit of fight left in him as far as you know believing that something good can come of his life but uh Danny he's pretty much been kicked by the what he believes society so long that he's just broken down and bitter. So again, the the characters playing opposite the, the leads are doing a great job supporting them. Um, I really enjoyed the set design. Everybody's different houses really read true to the character to me. I especially loved how Amy's house, um, the her step mother kept commenting on how ugly it was. So it was just part of her frustration in life that she spent all this time decorating the house and then she has another character coming in just to every day just sprinkling a little bit of negativity in her life. So I thought that was fun. Um, Danny's apartment looked like a junky apartment, like a burnout would live in with his little brother. So um, I just loved everything about it. Even the church that was kind of run down was really fun. And all the characters in the church that we got to meet in the... Um, church that Danny joined I loved each of them everybody in the um like the I guess it was kind of bible study group he was in oh it was a praise group a, a praise group that they were in yeah that group was super fun I love that Danny and Amy had a their own world outside of their partners outside of their job they just and then they also had hobbies so they just felt like really well-rounded characters um I'm gonna say that this was almost a perfect show for me personally. Great pacing. I, it had my attention the whole way through. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 corrupt churches. There's a scene where Danny's convinced that somebody sabotaged a house that he had built for his parents. Oh, no. Oh. And like in this show, like Danny's like a good guy in a lot of respects. And he also protects and tries to help a lot of people. So that scene where he like almost loses it and good thing he didn't because it wasn't that person's fault. It was, it ends up being his own, but yeah, just so many good tense moments from all these actors. I'm surprised you think Danny is a good person. I thought he was worse than Amy, honestly, (gasps) even, even going back when we did the time jump in the past, he was a bad person in the past before anything started in the story when he was still fairly young he was doing really horrible things to people who he claimed to love so i don't think he was a good person at all amy at least wanted was do or was doing bad things to spend time with her family she had some justification for it um and she i don't think ever really crossed the line the way danny went danny always crossed the line first or he went, he was always pushing the envelope further and further. Wow, we see the show in two totally different ways. Really? Yeah, That's amazing. Kim, put the knife down. You don't have to be so angry at me. Oh. <laughs> oh, it just gets me so frustrated when you think Danny is good. 